0: My sensors are detecting something yummy. It's cranberry sauce. The celebration's going on since the country came along. And it's called, it's called Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. At the end of November, bring your friends and family members. Come along. Come along. To-
1: listening to the outsiders of horror podcast.
2: <laughs> Hello and happy Thanksgiving all you listeners to the outsiders of horror podcast. Hope you're enjoying your Thanksgiving or you did depending on when you listen to this episode. That's not we're doing something a little different. We're doing a two-man show. It's just me and the lovable,
1: chunky but funky Brian Farmer. What's up, buddy? What's going on, Playboy? You know, we're like the real duo of Tucker and Dale. <laughs> right? And yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone's gonna hear this before Thanksgiving because this is gonna drop. What fucking Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? No, no, dropping like drop it on Thanksgiving as a special. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah, so, to, you know, if you want so if you want to get away from your family because you fucking hate them all, you can yeah. just go uh, go out and listen to this shit. They yeah, ask what you do, so you're listening. Listen you know, yeah, you got. Yeah, it's the fucking Thanksgiving gospel. Yeah.
2: Where your where your escape from your family? There you go.
1: We're so we're yeah. here to baste your ears with our juices. Yeah, <laughs> while you stuff your fat faces. That's right, you f- you fucking monsters. <laughs> uh, so as as you can tell, you know the fucking the dream team is here, the fucking dream team, the uh the other two knuckleheads over conventions and their respective conventions, yeah. you know kicking ass, spreading the love of the outsiders like herpes. That's right, and they would both know a bunch about that. So, um right, yeah, right. the the uh, the herpes infested team members of the Outsiders Four podcast. Yeah, it's established uh, earlier this year. You know, we're, we're, you know, Faye, we're we're getting really close, man, to like hitting that one year mark.
2: I know it'll be March, I think March 23rd was when our first episode
1: dropped, if I remember correctly. I know it's it, it's fucking trippy. Who the fuck would have thought we'd have lasted this long? Who <laughs> right? would have thought? It's been a battle, you know. Like like Biggie said, it was all a dream. <laughs> it was. And I used yeah. to read Fango magazine. <laughs> oh shit. A little fan and heavy be up in the limousine, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, hey, <laughs> mile bitch. That's right, hey Daryl Hook, you little bitch ass fuck. I'm still waiting for that diss track. You fucking scared of the heat from B fam, bitch. <laughs> and there, there we go. We already had our Daryl Hook segment. <laughs> That's right, gobble gobble, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the that, meat hook. I, I love how he fucking, how he rips off the kill counts from the fucking that other guy What's a dead meat or some shit like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause sometimes I'll be scrolling through YouTube and I'll see the kill count and I'll think it's Daryl and it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the, it's the real dead meat, you know, the real meat, you know, not the meat hook <laughs> limp, limp hooked. <laughs> I know. And then that, that a similar name. We're calling
2: you out, Daryl. Yep. We're calling you on your bullshit, bullshit, bullshit.
1: bullshit. Well, since it's Thanksgiving, who the fuck's going to do news this week? Do we have news? Do you have news? Oh, I've got news. I've got
3: news.
2: (laughs) Oh, and since it's Thanksgiving, tonight's movies are Thanksgiving and Blood Rage. If you don't know, then now you know this is going to be a Toy's B.I.G. themed episode. That's right. There you go. (laughs) Well, right off the bat, we got a good old R.I.P. to Michael Pollard, who just died. Well week ago once you hear this uh famous in the horror community for being the dude at the beginning of house of thousand corpses but it, apparently he's done a lot of shit he was also on star trek uh bonnie and Clyde. i think he was nominated for academy award yeah he was nominated for an oscar for that like who the fuck would have thought that you know <laughs> yeah he was a goofy dude but yeah when you get old you die and that's
1: unfortunately r.i.p to him I mean, that's usually what happens. They haven't, you know, they haven't. Uh, if they have figured out how to freeze us early, I'd like to inquire about that because my assholism is going to be needed for the, uh, the new generation. So,
2: <laughs> right, exactly. I want to be cryogenically frozen. I think that'd be great. Wake me up like Sylvester Stallone and Demolition Man.
1: <laughs> there you go.
3: <laughs> Naked, yeah.
1: curled in a fucking ball.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, in an ice cube, so I'm going to look like a chick when I come out. But, it's all right.
1: You do look like a girl anyway, so it's not going to be that big of a difference. <laughs> and that's the reason why they thawed me, because they thought they were going to get laid. I'm a dude. That's right. They thought that, <laughs> they thought that you were the transgendered. That's why, you know. <laughs> best of both worlds. Uh,
2: another news. Uh, looks like Christina Ricci and Juliette Lewis were both casted in an upcoming Showtime show. Called Yellow Jackets. It's like a survival drama to where they're on a soccer team in high school or something like that, and they crash in in the woods. Their plane crashes, and that they have to succumb to like cannibalism and shit like that. And I guess cults form. And then fast forward to like twenty five years later, hence Christina Ricci and Juliet Lewis. They're gonna be the older versions of these chicks that crash and
1: apparently their pa- their past come back to haunt them and shit like that. So, no, I don't shins, know. But like when the twenty five years later they're still fucking trapped wherever or what, like no? Twenty
2: five years later, I guess what it is that they're living normal lives, but then their cannibalistic past or something like that start kind of coming back to haunt them a little bit. I guess. So that's it's kind of like a like movie I alive. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm understanding seen that's that movie? from what I read. Yeah, I a long time ago I saw. it. Yeah, but I don't hmm. know. I mean, that's I like. I'd theory. give it a watch. Christina Ricci's still smoking hot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? And Julia It's a Lewis, fucking you know. 10. It's a 10. <laughs> then you got Juliette Lewis. Who, you know, she's smashable, but not one that I'm going to be like pawing over. You know? Well, well, in, uh, in your current state, yes, you would. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Too shame. Too shame, my friend. Uh, so we we talked about uh, Fede Alvarez is going to produce the Texas Chainsaw Massacre a few episodes ago. And how we were complaining that we want him back in the director's chair. Well, now he is going to be back in the director's chair. He's set to. De- there's not a title for the film yet, but it's set described as the shining in the White House is how they're describing what it's going to be.
1: Oh, I fucking I saw I saw a picture of the White House and someone said, oh, filming in the White House. So I guess that's, that's what that was then. Yeah. <laughs> no. But yeah, that's all, that's all they're giving. I don't know, See, it's going to be like White House Down with a fucking um, the Channing Tatum or something. <laughs> yeah, but Battling the Shine. I don't know. But yeah, that's,
2: that was a weird way to describe a, a, a new movie that they don't have title or anything. I'm just glad to have Fetty in the director's chair, though, because I think he's done an awesome job with the, the Evil Dead remake and was that? Don't Breathe. I think he did that one too, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was the one. See, that'd be cool. Um
1: yeah, I mean I'm always skeptical about fucking
2: remix. <laughs> right. But uh and more news, uh Funko releases Gremlin's Pez dispensers for the first time Gremlins has ever been a Pez, which is surprising because it seemed like there for a while they had everything for Pez when Pez was like hot, you know,
1: like in the eighties, nineties.
2: Yeah, like that. I
1: saw those. Those actually looked pretty good, I was surprised.
2: Yeah. And in other Gremlins news, they're gonna be it's the thirty fifth anniversary. And they're gonna re- re-release it in th- in 40x screens. Have you heard of 40x? What the fuck is that? Uh, 40x is apparently it's in like major markets around. It's it's a theater to where your chairs like your chairs will move. It'll actually rain on you when it's raining in the movie. You'll feel wind blowing on you when there's wind blowing in a movie. Shit like that. They try to make it like an experience for you. And they're gonna wow. do that with okay. Gremlins.
1: They'll like probably it. be in LA in New York, more than likely. Only right. That's
2: probably where they where they have it now, and it's slowly expanding out. From what I understand, but yeah, that sounds like a fun experience. I think it'd be cool to see gr- gremlins in that. But I mean,
1: I don't know. Is it going to snow on you when they're out there singing their Christmas carols? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I imagine they'll probably do like a like cool like cold winds behind you or something like that. To- right. That'd be cool if that actual gremlins popping up all over the place too. Imagine <laughs> fucking
2: puppets behind your <laughs> seats, <laughs> scare the shit out of me. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Good old Kevin Williamson. Um, the episode that you were gone at at the convention, I talked about how uh, he's producing a movie that Russell Crowe is going to start in, star in, where Russell Crowe is an actor who's about to be in a horror movie. And then he starts either portraying what he's being in the horror movie or just starts killing people himself in real life. I don't know. But uh, they finally titled that project. It's going to be called the Georgetown project is the actual title of the movie. The Georgetown project. All right. Yeah. It's yeah. I like um, the premise
1: though. The premise sounds cool.
2: Yeah. And it's cool that Kim Williamson's attached, but he's not writing it. So, you know, it is what it is. But I'll ask you, since I, I didn't imagine ask him you. as
1: a producer, you know what I mean? Like, I, I need him as a, as a fucking writer. Right, exactly. That, I mean, that's what he is. He's a fucking writer. Write us more gems. But uh, my
2: question well, he, to you that I didn't get to ask you was, uh, do you like, like, these major household names that everybody knows, like a Russell Crowe, Tom Cruise, all of them? Do you like to see them in horror, or do you like
1: more of the no-names? I, I like more the no names. Like I could give two shits about fucking like Russell Crowe and the like, guys like that. Like like uh just coming over into the horror genre. Like I'd prefer them stay over in the fucking Oscar categories of all like the uh you know like <laughs> like, like the bi- like the biopic shit and like you know all that stuff. All the dramas and the action stay over right, there. Stay in right. that side of the world. Like I get you know, it. This because... is this is our community. You know what I'm saying? We're very selective. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I get it though, because those names do grab their own fans. Like, there's fans that will watch anything that those people are in. But, but yeah, just they need to stay out of it. And I've never liked Russell Crowe anyway. I, there's no, I'm not. He's overrated.
1: <laughs> who's directing that again?
2: Uh, let's, uh, the director is going to be the people that did. Uh, I don't know who's directing it. I know the people that are writing it are the ones that wrote uh, the Final Girls that came out a few years
1: ago okay so it's gonna be like kind of comedy based then, maybe
2: unless they want to go mm-hmm. in a different direction hmm.
1: all right okay
2: <laughs> i mean i'll give it a chance <laughs> yeah So me this yes one of those, yeah, of those you kind of wait and see uh more news uh in tradition of like a christmas story you know how they run that 24 hours on christmas eve on tnt mm-hmm <clears throat> And uh, so now Shout Factory TV, which is like an app that you can get off of like Amazon Prime or whatever. They're going to run a a chopping mall for 24 hours on Black Friday.
1: Oh, That's awesome.
2: Yeah. I thought that was a that's a fun idea. I like that because like I guess they they run. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like that idea. Whoever came up with that was pretty good. And then the day before that on Shout Factory TV, they do a uh, every Thanksgiving, they do a mystery science
1: theater marathon or the show classic episodes of that show. Oh, um, just to go back to the, uh, the generation project, the guys who wrote final girls are actually directing that movie. Both of them. Oh, they are directing. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say that but I wasn't hundred percent sure. So <laughs> I don't know. that's, uh, that's what it looks like. So we'll see. It's, it's, it's supposed to come out in January. Apparently. All right. I think it's got Sam
2: Worthington in it too. I think they casted him from Terminator Salvation and a bunch of other shit that he did. Yeah. Avatar. Yeah, Avatar. That's the Avatar. Okay, I knew we did something big. <laughs> I couldn't remember what it was, though. Uh, and then the news that I'm pretty sure everybody knows The Craven Estate is uh, listening to Elm Street pitches. That's See, right. It went back home. Like, <laughs> so you like that, even though it, it would obviously be a, a remake of some sort. But since it is yes. the Craven Estate, you'd like the idea that they're pitching, they're accepting pitches. For movies, I, I like, and they're also pitching for a potential
1: show for HBO Max. Also, okay, I could see that on HBO. The, if it went there, it would be good. Um, it would probably have a budget now. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean, I I like I like that. I like that. Chances are the Craven Estate probably his kid would want to come on as a producer. I bet I would almost guarantee want to come on as a producer. Um, I mean, his kid's a filmmaker also, so I mean, I I like that. It's it's better than some shitty fucking cunt dumpster fireplace, like Blum fucking cunt house having it (laughs) or spyglass entertainment to like any of these fucking idiots. Like it's better that it's with the people that actually give a shit about it. So I'm, I'm happy it's there. I just hope that who I I would like Robert to come back. He always kept saying he wanted to make more. So who knows? Maybe that maybe they would bring him into the fold. Times are ticking, you know, but yeah, I'm glad
2: it's in the hands (laughs) of somebody that cares. So they won't hire no, like Samuel Bayer to direct or anything like that. Yeah.
1: Um, who, uh, who would uh, if if you could if you could add a new uh, a new Freddy if they were gonna go in a whole new direction who would you pick and this right now see I don't know because I mean yeah people always toss out the whole Kevin Bacon idea but he's old as balls too
2: I want somebody that can be younger and maybe if they do have a success they can keep doing it for years
1: to come yeah but I don't see it being a do you see it being like a fucking prequel like Bates Motel type shit I mean do you see it being early like that I I hope not. But I mean, even just as a, somebody under the makeup, I wanted to If have it's a movie, movie, I would hope that they would go with Kevin Bacon, if not Robert Englund. Right. If it was a film. True. But if, if it's it was a TV crazy, show, then, go, then maybe go. you go. Yeah, but it, also, flip side, if it's a TV show on HBO, then maybe it's just a miniseries. And if it's a miniseries, then I'd still be okay with someone like Bacon coming in. True. Because can't, I can't imagine we would get like a full like, 12, 15 episode run. I imagine. If it came out on HBO, it might be like eight episodes, something like that, kind of like what Netflix does. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I liked Jackie Earl Haley He <laughs> is.
2: I, I liked before. him too. Hey,
1: but we we're on the same page. The studio and the director.
2: Right. Yeah. 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 He didn't fuck up the movie. The fucking filmmakers are fucked him. But yep, Craven Estates got the fucking Elm Street back. So hopefully, that, hopefully sooner than later too, because I I want something now. Don't don't keep me waiting. But that's all I got for news.
1: Nice. Well, uh, did you know that uh, on a th- that on Sunday the uh, the Simpsons are going to air a Thanksgiving of Horror episode? First I ever. Did, I did. I saw that
2: earlier today. At Thanksgiving of Horror, yeah. I don't know why they're doing horror for
1: Thanksgiving, but hey, right on. Hey, whatever. Uh, I mean, maybe maybe they maybe they saw that we were going to cover fucking uh, Thanksgiving. So I was going to say were like, oh, do their own oh, version
2: of Thanksgiving. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we got we got to jump on the fucking bandwagon. Um, have you ever watched Castle Rock? They, I have not, but I, I've I've heard the the news of uh, the big surprise of Annie Wilkes. Yeah, yep, that's the that's the big surprise. But fucking uh, Kathy uh, Kathy Bates, she uh she uh, put out a tweet and uh, she said that uh, Lizzie Kaplan hit it out of the park. She is Annie Wilkes, terrifying and human. Sometimes she makes me feel all oogie. So yeah, apparently she's she's fucking crushing it over on Castle Rock. So I've never actually watched that show. Uh, they film basically all of it here where I live, so I'm gonna have to check it out. So and that's awesome that she got the approval of you know the
2: original Annie Wilkes from the movie. Yeah. So I mean, when you get that, then you know you're on the right track, and then that and then just that spreading like news is going to draw more people to tune into Castle Rock. I want to check it out now because I love Misery.
1: Thought that movie was great. Malt well, misery does love company, so I mean, might as well. <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, boom. <ba-doom-sh>. That's <laughs> what I'm here for. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, you got anything grinding your gears this week? You know, I, I, I don't, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. I think mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I feel like a, I feel like my gears have been re-oiled. I don't feel burnt out as much as I did before, so I, I can't really say anything's truly, truly grinding my gears. Maybe uh, eating some hot sauce is grinding your gears a little bit. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's going to make my gears come to a screeching halt and yeah. then um, poop, but yeah. yeah, that's. <laughs> and when this drops, a... that will already have happened, so go check out and see who died over on your uh, failed YouTube or on the Outsiders of Horror Facebook page. Um, I'm still banking that you're gonna you're gonna be the first one i th- I think it's gonna be you that dies. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be you that dies first. I'm putting it out there. It's you that yeah. dies this could be the last time you hear my voice people, so enjoy it well i d- I do have a question so let's let's hypothetically say uh, that one you know when this thing when this thing happens this fucking challenge um what happens if if one person bails, then the other two have to keep going, right? Yes. Yep. Okay. And, and then if, if like one the person, other person bills early, then does that person have to still do the rest of the rounds to finish? Yeah, just because that'd be entertaining.
2: Be the be the oh, true I... champ. Declare that you oh, yeah, are yeah. the fucking winner. You know,
1: here for the fucking viewership numbers.
2: I see you, Faye. I see you. <laughs> no, let's have a definitive winner. But I think all three of us are going to make it through. I think it's just who cries yeah. the least is the one that wins. I think. Yeah, that's
1: that's. <laughs> can't wait to see that. I can't wait to see what happens there. It's gonna be fun. So yeah, go check that um, out. <laughs> you, you know what's funny? Uh, just to go back, you know. So as everybody knows, uh, Strang is at a convention right now. Do you know that they gave this motherfucker a handler? <laughs> a handler. <laughs> he has a fucking handler at his table right now. <laughs> going to get him fucking drinks. Going to pick up his fucking sausage platters from the back. I mean, he has a fucking handler right now. Wow, he must feel like a million fucking bucks right now. Fucking the fucking string. We're over here fucking about to blow at our assholes and he's over there living the life with a servant. <laughs> over
3: at we got Target. his own
2: fucking
1: Alfred.
3: That's fucked
2: up. <laughs> he don't need no damn servant. He clearly needs to exercise. Make him get up and get his own shit.
1: Yeah, go chase the mozzarella stick, you fatty. What the fuck? <laughs> uh he's never gonna let that go Uh,
2: no no no, never never
1: never actually you know what grinds my gears what that tfw fucking guest list that's what grinds my
3: gears
1: (laughs) i i i would have thought that maybe we would have got some pre-thanksgiving announcement or something you know to cover up the steaming pile of shit that lloyd has put in front of us but uh still there is nothing I'm hoping for Jackie O'Haley because he did put that fucking... He put that little uh, pre-com teaser post out. (laughs) Oh, who would be interested in that? Well, I mean, the the fucking... Just so everybody knows, that NECA remake glove that came out in 2010, that shit goes for $350 right now. I bought one, but I didn't get it for that price. But (laughs) they are going for $350 right now. So I need me some Jackie O'Haley to fucking sign that shit so I can fucking flip it. So what's (laughs) up, Lloyd? (laughs) Bring me some Jackie. All right. (laughs) uh I was gonna say, yeah you brought that I mean, up you know they haven't announced anybody since the last debate yeah yeah it's it's uh, it's going fucking cold turkey and it's you know it's nearing oh, the end of the year
2: cold turkey i
1: see what you did there that's right <laughs> i uh i'm sure no, I'm I'm hopeful that's that somebody word for christmas. yeah i mean it's got maybe it would be someone from fucking the original black christmas i'd take that i would love that that'd be awesome sure give me somebody
2: yeah, I just remember not the last Christmas time kid. when they got
1: the the Deadly Knights, uh, the Silent Night Deadly Night fucking guys? Like, I feel like they didn't sign any autographs. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I didn't ever see them at any tables or anything. I just know that a lot of people took photos with them at their photo op. Yeah. I think that was more of like a photo op attraction opposed to like getting stuff signed by them. Yeah, I think so. Since
2: the hype <clears> behind <throat> them wearing the Santa suits. But I don't know. I was looking at the TFW list and. And I was sitting there counting, like, how many names I really, like, want? And it ended up being, like, eight that I actually really? want. Yeah. Would, do you know those eight off the top of your head? Because I'm interested. Um, well, after seeing Dr. Sleep, I, I've got to have those four. That they're going to have there. Well, I thought the little girl from uh, Dr. Sleep, she crushed it in that movie. And, like, now I'm a fan of hers, so I definitely want to get her autograph. And she's going to be there. And uh, the E.T. people, which i mean henry thomas is in both dr sleep and et so i'm definitely getting him he's he's one of the top ones uh so that's what that's four five six seven people right there (laughs) six and then i want trey hill yes you do yep and uh skeet yep skeet 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 and i don't see myself finding time for eight people so i mean we have to shave some people off of that list. I don't know. Because like I said, I like to party and waiting in line for you don't, <laughs> don't <laughs> say. <laughs> waiting in line for uh, Robert England last year while I don't regret it, it did
1: kill my entire Friday night. Yeah, and that, Faye, there's there's nobody here at that convention that's even gonna be anywhere close to that number of like time waiting. There's nobody <laughs> here for that.
2: There's gonna be a wait for all of them though. like since especially since there's even more people that are supposed to be there this year than there was even this previous year. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a there's gonna camera. be more
1: people next uh, this upcoming year than last year? I think so. As fast as a sold out and shit. Oh, like, you mean you mean guess? I mean, I mean you mean fucking uh, people, like not, people, not guests. Yeah. I was gonna say yeah, right. yeah, that's what I mean. By people.
3: Well, hopefully,
2: it spread out <laughs> a little bit since I'm hoping they turn that uh, room where they had like the the private party or whatever since they got rid of the VIP party. Hopefully yep, they, they use that, that for a signing room or something like that too. So you can kind well, of spread uh, earlier. Out
1: yeah. I mean, early in the year, they said they were going to use that for, uh, for vendors. Oh, okay. Still, it, like sp- it spreads out to people a little more thin. Uh, and I like that idea. So I, I, I still hate the guest list, but I'd be lying if I said, if I didn't say that I added a new person to my list. Oh yeah. is that? Um, so the only two people before I announced the third that I was even giving a shit about that I was going to get is uh Clyde Barker, obviously, and then a uh, skeet. And now my third, um, I don't know. I, I changed my tune and it happened, uh, today happened early, the early this uh, afternoon. I was like, you know what? I'm going to get Jeff Burr's fucking autograph.
0: Jeff Burr. Who's
1: that? What was he in? Pumpkinhead was pumpkin head too. I, I'm going to get his autograph. Oh, okay. Gotcha. 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 Well, hell yeah. See? Because I kind of look and see what they were in and stuff like that. Then you remember, hey, I do like this person. And get yeah, I mean, the, you know what it is. Like, I was really bummed out last year when fucking uh, the director fucking um, reanimate or fucking bailed out because I really, I really kill for these fucking directors. I love to meet them and ask them. Like, I usually ask all the directors like a uh, like one question, right. and it's always one that they give me an explanation for. Nothing they can just fucking pawn me off quick. Right. Uh, I, li- I like to ask, you know, I like to ask the hard hitting questions. You know what I mean? Like, how do you, how do you achieve a scare? How do you do shit like that? Like, you know, like what do you, what's your setup to get a scare in a scene? You know, yes. I'd like, I, I like to ask like them, especially horror directors. So that's kind of like my, that's my jam, my lady jam. Right. So, like um, that, especially since you, since you
2: aspire to be a director yourself and have directed. True. So yes, yeah, I get the whole meeting directors and stuff like that. See, everybody has their own little, little, little niche and, I know a lot of the people that they have this year are strictly TV shows, and maybe they're kind of going for a TV theme this year. I don't know. But a lot of people are into those shows these days. So, I mean, I get it. It's just there's going to be people like us. They're
1: that like, that's disappointing. Yeah. The Do you feel like there's a lot more guests that they still have to announce? I feel like they're dwindling down towards the end of this list. I, I don't imagine too many more people. Well, last I looked on their website, they still had four, like,
2: question mark people there that they're going to fill in with guests. So there's at least four more, if not more.
1: Yeah. I'm looking at that right now. They got four. Yep, you are correct. But, uh, I mean, I I hope, I just, I just desperately hope that it's somebody good. I would really like it for it to be somebody good. <laughs> <laughs> I think they they might have a
2: trick up their sleeve. I think they have a nice surprise coming up, maybe. I don't know. Maybe a nice Christmas present for everybody. Not necessarily Christmas related, but just uh, here's a gift. Here's a big name that y'all can jerk off to. Hopefully Farmer wants to touch himself so he can stop complaining. I mean, (laughs) uh,
1: mark my words, people. Mark my words. If they announce a headliner that I like, I will fucking shut the fuck up about this. And I will (laughs) not rant anymore if it's someone that I like. Because right now, it's not anyone that I've ever actually really liked besides Clive. So, I mean... Other than that, it's it's fucking stale. It's stale <laughs> for me right now.
2: So, yeah, come on, people, let's have Lloyd make sure that we can get him to get Farmer shut the fuck up. I'm pretty sure he'd appreciate that too.
3: <laughs>
1: I'm pretty farmer, sure too, because I'm pretty. I'm on the verge of getting banned anyway. So I mean, you, you, you <laughs> would think say. that he would just throw me a fucking bone to shut me up.
3: Oh, uh, well, I, I see. You
2: comment every time he has something to say in the Facebook groups and stuff, but then he even got back at you one time, like, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah to but I. To I, shut the I, I can't go. T-
1: yeah, but I can't go too deep into it because if I do that, he'll just fucking bam me. So I got I to gotta be able to throw my jabs. <laughs> right. I get you. You know, you, what, you know what, event, you know what um, reunion I'm seeing that I wish TFW would have capitalized on? Hmm. Um, Like Days of the Dead, they're doing Night of the Demons. Right. I would have liked to have seen that reunion at TFW. I think that would be a super obtainable one for a TFW. I just, I wish they would have jumped on that one. Right, especially
2: since that Night of Demons reunion that was supposed to happen in, in Dallas got canceled. canceled right, and the- now
1: it's happening in Atlanta. Oh, is it? They moved it to yeah Dallas. February for Days of the Dead. Ah, but see, like they haven't even announced their full list. But I'm just gonna I'm just gonna spew off this fucking this little list for you. They got fucking John Cusack. They got nice. Linda Blair. They got Doug Jones. Danielle Harris. Um, they got Stacy Dash from fucking Clueless and Sharknado. <laughs> yeah, um, they got Vampiro, the wrestler, and then man. um, and then they got Night of the Demons. They got the director. They got uh, Angela. They got Suzanne Stooge, Franny, Judy. I mean, they got they got the the main the main peeps. Like that's that's a super good fucking lineup for uh, for uh, like a reunion. I would like that opposed to maybe you know the fucking ugh, Night of the Living Dead. I mean, because William Butler is like a fucking throwaway. I remember I posted on TFW because I was just trying to be a cunt. And um, <clears throat> I was like, who? And then someone was like, ha ha, look at these kids these days. They don't know the horror people. Listen, you fucking cunt. All right. This William Butler guy is like a fucking Z list actor who got killed probably in the first 30 fucking seconds. So shut <laughs> the fuck up.
2: Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't stand those people though. That, to where if you don't know
1: a name, they're like, well, apparently you don't know your shit. I eat a dick dude just cuz i don't sorry i didn't and... know i didn't know the extra in the club scene who took a shit in his pants sorry i, I didn't know who that guy was i didn't read the trivia section <laughs> on imdb sorry bud instead of shitting on him just
2: educate him like oh well you should check out this movie they did this they did that educate the people don't be a cock
1: there's too many keyboard yeah. warriors out there on the internet and they need to chill the fuck out you know there's a lot of there's a lot of keyboard warriors but uh you know as as we all know, Farmer is not a keyboard warrior. As I will bring it to your fucking face. So, uh, yeah. All right. So, did you watch anything this week? Oh boy, did I! <clears throat> uh, I'm adjusting my shake ahead. You spew off your list, Faye.
2: All right. Well, I don't have too many. Um, nothing really uh, horror related. Uh, I did watch a lot of Star Wars. I love them because okay. the new movie's coming out next month. So I'm watching a lot of them, both movies and shows. The kids' Baby cartoons Yoda, that they had are fucking good, man. Oh, and yeah, Baby Yoda. I mean, goddamn, that's, that's taking over the internet right now, Baby Yoda from The Mandalorian. Oh. <laughs> He's so fucking cute, isn't he?
1: <laughs> I love him. I just want to fucking take him home. He's awesome looking, huh? Right, which they finally released merchandise for him just today. So, you can that's find That's a quick turnaround Amazon. because they saw how, how fucking
2: fast the internet gravitated towards him. Yeah, so they better drop some shit now. And they did. They got a bunch of shirts and shit on Amazon. So I watched that. Then I watched a movie that, surprisingly enough, before I even found out that he died, has Michael Pollard in it. It's an old uh, nineteen ninety gym called uh, "I Come in Peace," starring Dolph Lundgren. Have you heard of this movie? Oh, nice. No, I've not it, seen it. No, it's an action sci-fi movie, like straight up, like action, like you know, Sly Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Lundgren type action, over the top type shit. But it's sci-fi. It's about these, these, these aliens that come down. There's an alien drug dealer. And he's coming down and he's killing everybody with this like weird like scorpion from Mortal Kombat like cord that comes out of his wrist. And then he Mm -hmm. injects him with that white milky shit that killed Michael Jackson. And then he extracts their endorphins because human endorphins is like a high drug for his planet. And then now Dolph Lundgren has to stop him from killing all these people. (laughs) It's fucking great. No shit. It it was fun. And then, yeah, and I had uh, Michael Pollard in there who played a character named Boner. Boner, nice. Sounds like you. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it was a fun movie. I mean, I I'm not halfway through this trailer. It, it actually looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a fun time. Uh, another title for it was Dark Angel, but then the like the producer somebody like that said there's been too many movies called Dark Angel in the past, so they went with I like, Come in Peace as their release title, which makes sense because the alien right before he kills somebody he goes
1: I come in peace and then fucking over overhears them, you know? <laughs> yeah, yep. and then he blows that white light out of his fucking mouth. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a good time. And then nice. I, I watched uh, uh, season three
2: of The Toys That Made Us on Netflix because they talked about old wrestling toys that I used to collect. Oh, after. I saw that. I didn't watch it, but I heard about it. That was cool. And then they also have Power Rangers on there, which I was a huge Power Rangers fan and, and inch turtles which i had a shit ton of Ninja turtles to it so i really liked this season it was good it was a very interesting watch they get a little annoying with their like animated cuts and shit like that on this on this show as a whole but it, it, you definitely learn some shit and it was it was a fun time cuz i'm somebody that thinks that i'm like a wrestling encyclopedia but then learning about the toys and stuff like that I, there was a whole bunch of shit i didn't know about the journey that mm-hmm. took for these toys to come and come into fruition so
1: but yeah and that's that's pretty much all i watched this week Good one. Nice, nice. <clears throat> um, so this movie is not horror related, uh, but I did watch a bunch of horror shit. But I watched this movie called Eye for an Eye, and it had fucking Sally Field, Kiefer Sutherland as a fucking rapist, Ed Harris, uh, Beverly <laughs> D'Angelo, and Joe mantania Now this movie came out in when it's come out, fucking '96, and it's 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 fucked up. And the, Kiefer is awesome. Is like this fucking child rapist guy. And um, I, I <laughs> thought he fucking sentence. killed it. He killed it. And no pun intended. Um, but th- this movie, this movie to me, I felt like it could have been a shit ton better if they were to remake a movie instead of remaking all the ones that came on the last eight years. I would like them to remake this movie because okay. Eye for an eye has a solid fucking premise and it could be so much better if they remade it. So I would really be interested in seeing a fucking remake of that movie. See, and You bring up an interesting
2: point because sometimes that question will be brought up of like if you can get a movie remade, what would it be? I can never come up with an answer because I pretty much have to just come across like some of these weird ass movies and then while I'm watching them, then I'll just think, oh, this would be a badass remake.
1: So, I mean... Right, because like it's, it's one of those films that fell under the radar that like nobody ever really fucking remembers, right? So I feel like it's one of those movies that could be remade and actually be remembered. <laughs> right there you go yeah Cause that, there's been many good ideas in the past
2: just when they made the movie it didn't turn out the way it could have and that's where a remake would come in hand and hopefully they do Correct. it right the second time that's the appropriate time for a remake <laughs> exactly you heard that from Farmer he does give a
1: thumbs up to remake when it's appropriate but all we see that's is right. an remake so that's right like they're gonna remake the fucking Mighty Ducks well, t- as a TV show what the fuck is going on there
2: Oh, yeah. Well, of course, Disney yeah. Plus is going to bring all those those popular things back for their streaming service, like Gargoyles. I know Keith David's really trying to get a new Gargoyle series going. Oh, Gargoyles was so badass. I love that fucking show. <laughs> it's one of their top streaming things on Disney Plus for its first
1: like couple weeks that's been out or whatever. Mm. Um. So I watched uh, Wrong Turn 2. I like that one. Yeah, directed by my homeboy Joe Lynch and edited by my close buddy Ed Marks, who direct who edited my film Blue Call, coming out twenty twenty, maybe, maybe <laughs> on a, a TV station near you, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, um, it might be a uh, a channel that's catered to women uh so if you want to see me that uh if you're gonna think that i could create something for women uh then you'd be surprised um so yeah so Rock turn two i fucking like i feel like that movie doesn't get enough love i thought that was an like an actual solid like sequel to the first it, it really was I, I had a
2: lot of fun with it and i like the cast in it too it was good He had a uh, texas battle is his name black dude from Final destination 3 <laughs> i like him didn't the the black guy from yeah that guy yeah (laughs) yeah his name's texas battle that's a hell of a name
1: yeah there you go that's exactly what his name is yep yep
2: and then you had that chick from american
1: idol that got killed at the beginning that's that's good oh i i fucking loved her i i I remember i tried to get her on a movie one time and uh fucking schedules just didn't line up (laughs) nice yeah, yeah, I, I almost fucking had her. And then I remember when I when I talked to her, she was like, What well, like what do you know me from? I was like, fucking wrong turn too, motherfucker.
2: <laughs> yeah. And there's there's what like six sequels to that franchise, and now they're
1: rebooting it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Kimberly Cadwell. That's the that's the singer. She played okay. herself. Yeah. Nice. Yep. Yeah, a little hottie with a buddy. Um <laughs> what else did i watch besides the movies that we're covering oh boy (laughs) these movies that we're covering um (laughs) can't wait yeah yeah No, i I bet you can't i bet i (laughs) I watched a couple episodes of slasher that uh the canadian tv show you ever watched that i
2: watched the first few episodes myself and then it's not that i lost interest in it i just never got back
1: around to watching it but you know like i i watched i watched the first two and um I don't know, I mean, it's 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 up in the air like a lot of people rave about it and say that oh, this show is fucking awesome, I'm like eh, well, I'm hearing that-
2: the second season is much better
1: is what people are talking about the hmm. so. second season, well I've only watched two episodes so therefore I really can't speak about it but I feel like I feel like if you're gonna br- if you're gonna want to hook people in, I feel like your first two to three episodes get really gotta be like the fucking, like that's what's gonna rope you in, because the fourth one is usually when they get like a no-name director to come in and he takes over for like, you know, like a little filler episode. So I'm um, thinking of uh, people that always try to
2: get me to watch Breaking Bad. I'm like, oh, I watched the first episode and that was fucking dank.
0: <laughs> They're like, oh, you
2: got to keep watching it. It'll get better. It'll get better. I'm like, I don't want to, though. So what I did is I, I watched the very last to, episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I watched the very last episode and spoiled it all for myself. I'm like, there you go. Now I
1: know the show. <laughs> so needless to say, you were not a fan then, huh? Not a fan?
2: No. And then just with TV shows in general, I'm more of a movie guy. Uh, and and well, like because I'm afraid to get hooked on these shows, and then all of a sudden it's taking up even more of my time that I don't have, <laughs> making my schedule even smaller. Because I'm like, oh, I gotta watch this show now, and I gotta watch
1: this show. Keep going, no, no. Um. So another movie that I watched is I watched Mandy. Did uh did you see Mandy? Oh no! People keep telling me to see it. So like, I saw it. And I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Because it looks
2: like something like that it. would just. I don't know. It Looks like something that would just go over my head, and I'd just be watching and I'd be like, "What the fuck?"
1: You know, it, it's very artsy. It's like very art house, very fucking art house. Yeah. I was really excited to see Cage because I was hearing like a lot of people fucking really like were you know were high on it because of uh, Nicholas Cage and like you know now we know that he was back and he crushed <laughs> it. So I was I was I was excited for that, and like Cage did a good job. Don't get me don't get me wrong, but. I don't know. I felt like uh, I felt like that movie was. Uh, meh. I mean, IMDb fucking rated it six point six. Um, but I, I feel like for me that was like a fucking three. Like I like the Argento style lighting that they did. Yeah. You know, it was very fucking like a like, the giallo esque, very like neon lights and everything, which I love. But the movie was just so fucking artsy. Like they would like pan away from the movie and like just have like fucking flames on the screen with like like uh, just animations like flames fey and like just like a, <laughs> a score over it i mean it was it, it was uh like you, you would hate RRT. it yeah they i know you RRT. would hate it you would not like it probably that's <laughs> what i was thinking i've seen enough of it just like i don't think so based off some of the fucking the italian horror films i've asked you to watch like for the show like <laughs> i i can guarantee you would not like it okay good <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm
2: avoiding it, and I'm sure I'm gonna keep avoiding it. That's what it sounds like, because it's a very polarizing movie. There's a lot of hate for it too. There's also a lot of love. Depends on what you like. You get, you know, you got the hipster artsy tartsy fucks that love it because they think it's shot beautifully. And blah, blah, blah. I'm not a hipster artsy tartsy fuck. I'm like, give me some boobs and blood, and let's fucking do this. You know. But obviously, I like me a good story too. Look at The Shining, Doctor Sleep, Us. So I don't know. I'm a
1: mixed bag a little bit. But when it gets too artsy like that, no, thank you. Yeah, and then the last film that I watched um, was a film that came out in 2009, directed by Paul Sillette. Uh He was in the TV show Holliston. Um, briefly, <laughs> he was in Nicolo. For those who haven't seen this movie, uh, this movie's about Jordan Ladd. She's mom. She's about to come to term with her baby. Um, her baby dies and then comes back to life and has an appetite for human blood, so she has to fucking kill people to give to put like a blood inside of a baby bottle for her kid. <laughs> that was what was what movie is it
2: it's called grace oh grace yeah yeah uh i did see that because uh when it came out i was working at walmart and i kept seeing the cover of the baby bottle with some blood on it and shit and i was like that looks pretty cool <laughs> and then i just, yeah, yeah.
1: i liked it it was pretty uh pretty fucking dark oh yeah no it's it's very dark i fucking um <laughs> Another one I tried to get in one of my movies was Jordan Ladd. And um, she was too fucking uh, money hungry, you bitch. Just kidding, it was your agent's fault. Um <laughs> but I, I remember I ran into her at a convention like two two years ago and I was like, hey, I was like, we were supposed to work together. <laughs> she goes, Yes, we were. I was like, Yep, still living in Grace though. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, but that's my uh Jordan Ladd story, but uh keep it going, I'm all done. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So there's those, those are your recent watches there, here. Yeah, that, uh, that would conclude my recent watches. Okay. I was more well, in-depth with my recent watches this week. You realize that? It's crazy. I did. <laughs> I did. That was good. Those good recent watches there. Well, I do have
2: a overrated pick of the week. Hold on. Let me do it correctly. My overrated pick of the week. That never gets old. Um, nope, never. But I figured since it's Thanksgiving, I want to do something that involved eating. And I think... Cannibal Holocaust is very overrated. I don't like. I think it's still talked about because they killed real animals in it, like the turtle and shit like that. But mm-hmm. which is the, which is the number one reason why I will not watch that movie. Right, and even if you overlook that, though, the movie itself—I mean, it has some cool like gore and effects and shit like that. But other than that, I mean, it's a boring ass movie, and I don't understand the love for it.
1: Cannibal Ferox was better than than Cannibal Holocaust, I think. Yeah, because nice. they fucking because they kill that fucking turtle, man. Never watch it.
3: Yeah, that's Never. not
2: necessary. You don't you don't have to kill fucking animals to make it more realistic in a movie. You
1: just work on your practical effects to make it look realistic. I mean, for those who don't know, I know ooh, a, a turtle is my spirit animal. Oh, turtle. and if you don't know yet, now you know. <laughs> right? Slow and hungry. That's right. Always always eating lettuce. Just wait for some bitch to touch a shell.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't know any uh, ninja stuff, but I know how to eat pizza. (laughs) But you do eat a lot of pizza. All right, yeah. I I don't know what my spirit animal is a sloth. sloth. Maybe.
1: (laughs) 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 Damn, well, there you have it. (laughs) Yep. Oh, that was too fucking good, huh? That was too good.
2: (laughs) Nice. All right, well. Cool, we got we established our slow ass spirit animals. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, there's my overrated. Right Both opinion. like leaves. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, talk some one of these uh, Thanksgiving movies, shall we? Which one should we start with? Blood Rage or Thanksgiving? Oh, Which oh one boy, you it's with? you
1: know it was your episode, your picks. You still pick. All right. Let's uh, let's talk Blood Rage. Let's go ahead okay. and talk about Blood Rage.
2: That. it's 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 fucking. It's not cranberry sauce. (laughs) He really wants you to know it's not fucking cranberry sauce, as he says many times in the
1: fucking movie. It's very adamant about the cranberry sauce line, yeah.
2: (laughs) But no, it's a movie to where these twins, when they were younger at a drive-in, one of the twins killed somebody and then pawned it off on the, the twin brother, and then that twin brother gets locked up in an asylum, and then here we are like 20 years later or whatever. And the twin brother that's locked in the asylum gets out. And everybody's scared that he's going to run around killing people. But it turns out the original twin that actually did the killing, he's still doing the one that's killing. We got Todd and Terry played by the same person. They didn't even find twins for this. So the fight scene where he's fighting himself. Yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting because you can tell, like, it's a wig or, like, fake hair or whatever when they're behind (laughs) the person who's fighting. But I don't know. It's... It's based around Thanksgiving. That's why it's a good Thanksgiving film to watch. That I watch every year. Uh, our A comment that we got on Instagram. Was from. Our buddy Rise Horror Corner. He said. Blood Rage is a Thanksgiving tradition for me. About four years running now. It's definitely an underrated slasher. And I would love to see it remade. What do you think about the whole remake potential of that? I I like it because. I like the movie but. Some of that acting, which, is, of course, I mean, it's an 80s B slasher movie, so the acting's not going to be great, but some of it's just god-awful. So I'd like to see some what better. A remake of, of, of this? Of, yeah, of uh, Blood Rage.
1: But I think that's what makes this film so good. <laughs> it's because I mean, of how shitty it was.
2: <laughs> and that's why I almost wouldn't want a remake, because like the practical effects in it are really good. They still hold up to today, I think. I was very impressed with the practical effects in this, the gore effects and shit. I mean some of it looked a little, you know, rough, but for the most part I really enjoyed the 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 blood like the chopping off the dude's hand and then it's like still moving around and shit on the floor while he's holding the can.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. Do you think so you don't think it could be remade? Like you don't think it'd be a good remake? I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pre- I mean anything could be remade is it going to be good? That's the fucking big uh, that's the big question. Will it be good? <laughs> I mean, give it to Rob Zombie, he'll fuck it up. So yeah, send it his way. <laughs> but it's not one uh, of
2: those where you you've watched and be like, "Well, this could be something that could be remade."
1: Not like, really. Uh, like or, when I, like I mean, you know, there's a reason why this movie was filmed in 1983 then only released in 1987. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a reason for those years of a gap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's a movie that's so bad that it's good, and that's why it's good because it was so bad. <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. Those are one of my t- favorite types of movies, to where I mean, if it's so bad that where it's actually good. There's bad, and that's like just bad, and there's bad that ends up being really good. Like one of my favorites under that category is Troll Two. The movie is god awful, but yet I can watch it over and over because it's just so bad that it fucking entertains the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen Troll Two. Oh, you need to. They also have an awesome documentary on it called Best Worst Movie. I'd actually suggest That's watching that right. first before you watch Troll 2 just cuz it'll get you more excited to watch
1: it. All right, yeah. No, I'll I'll fucking I'll do that. Why not? Troll 2.
2: <laughs> Troll 2 has nothing to do with Troll 1, so don't even think you need to see the first one. I'll oh, and they explain that in documentary wise Troll 2 kind of but nobody has a definitive answer. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I think the Mark Mark Soper, I think you said his name was. Correct, yes. He was fun. He was good. He was a good pick. He had that right amount of creepy to play both characters. Like he, you could tell when he was Terry and when he was Todd. And uh, like just like the way he acted. Like of course you can tell the difference because they were in different clothes. I get that, but the way he acted the two different characters was really good. Granted, I'm not, I'm not in the good acting sense, but just the way he did both of them it, it was fun. Alan, do you have a, you almost hired Mark Soper story?
1: (laughs) No, no, I don't actually. I don't, I don't. I think, (laughs) I think it was funny that Ted Raimi pops up really quick in this movie as the condom salesman.
2: Yeah. Yeah. At the very beginning. And then if you go to, if you watch it on Amazon, they have him listed as like one of the few people that are in this movie. (laughs) Just to kind of (laughs) grab your attention, I guess.
1: And yeah, he's in it for two seconds.
2: As a nutty ass condom
1: salesman. This film has had a couple different titles. Apparently, it was called Slasher. <laughs> yeah,
3: that, it
2: even says that in the credits at the beginning. It doesn't say uh, Blood Rage. It says Slasher. They didn't even take yeah. it out. Uh, yeah, it was also uh,
1: called uh, Nightmare at Shadow Woods, too. Yeah. Another title you know what it was? When they first when they first created the film, it was called Slasher. But then once it got bought in 87, the uh, the company Prism Entertainment, they titled it the Blood Rage. The Nightmare at Shadow Woods. <laughs>
2: I'm, yeah, that, that's a stupid title. I'm glad they went with Blood Rage. Slash are too generic. Nightmare at Shadow of the Woods. I mean, again, it's like ripping off Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> or just putting Nightmare at the beginning of anything. Like, there's a lot of horror movies like that out there. So, Blood Rage, memorable title. Though, since it's a big Thanksgiving watch for people, maybe throw in some type and thing that lets you know that it is a good Thanksgiving watch
1: for some. So, uh, when I was reading about the film, uh, apparently, uh, Louise Lasser, who played fucking uh, Maddie Simmons, uh, the lead, the lead, uh, she was a mom. Um, apparently, her and the uh, director John uh, Grismer uh, got into it, and they hated each other so much that the director quit this fucking movie halfway through <laughs> the movie. Um, and apparently, a, a different actress, uh, Marianne Cantor, who played Doctor Berman, had to convince the director to come back to finish the movie because the lead actress was such a fucking prima donna, fucking <laughs> diva. Just because yeah. this bitch was on a TV show, what what the fuck was this thing called? Hold on, um, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman, what the fuck? Yeah, I um, heard of that. Uh, why would you give a shit enough to want to get to make a, a a director go crazy and quit this movie? Obviously, it's difficult enough having to direct you. <laughs> right. Holy uh, shit! <laughs>
2: uh, and uh, Arrow has an awesome release of this movie for our Arrow fans out there. Oh uh, yeah! Yeah. It's a three disc edition. Blu hmm. ray DVD. Blu-ray disc. It has the Nightmare at Shadow Woods version? cut. Which, uh, the Nightmare at Shadow Woods cut is the shitty version that kind of almost killed this movie because they cut out all the great blood and gore effects and shit like that in that version.
1: And that's included
2: with the, with the Arrow release. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. watch that version, though.
1: Shock now, apparently there's a few different cuts. Apparently there's a censored version, and then there's an uncut version. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I'm
2: saying. The Nightmare at Shadow Woods, when it was titled that, because it did have, actually have that title at one point when it was released in the U.S. I think uh, that was that cut for that title is the one that they cut shit out of it and killed all the cool effects and gore in it because it was too extreme, you know. Which, if you take all that out, then yeah, the movie is kind of weak. Then <laughs> you just got crazy twins running around all over the place, and twins.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: What was that? Bud Light like that did the twins. That's an old beer commercial. Remember that commercial? I think so, yeah. right it's like I love NFLT or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> and then at the end it just goes, <laughs> So yeah. So I don't know. How I'll, I'll kind of jump into my uh my rating here. Um yep, please do. Just like our buddy Rise Horror Corner on Instagram, uh, I too like to watch this every Thanksgiving. I have for about three years now, so um, it's one of those because there's a lot of '80s slashers that can fit in the same category as this movie that I just uh, just stupid and bland to me. But there's something about this that I really draw to, even though that ending was weird, like the mom killing herself and all that crap. That ending got really weird for me, but. I don't get bored watching this movie, and that's kind of how I judge m- how I rate these films. So, since it keeps my attention and I watch it every year and don't get bored with it, I'm
1: I give it a solid seven out of 10. All right, you give Blood Rage a seven out of 10. Yeah, okay. I mean, that's that's a fair rating. It's a fair rating. Mm-hmm. Uh, my interpretation of this film, I'm gonna go with a solid six for six. this movie. Nice, yeah. It's a it's it's a good movie. It's a good watch. I uh, I don't hate it. Um, I rather enjoy it. I just hope that they, uh, you know, don't make it, don't remake it. Don't <laughs> remake it. It doesn't need to be touched. Gotcha. Yep. so
2: leave it be. Sweet. Oh, there's blood rage. Now on to everybody's favorite Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> oh boy, Thanksgiving. <clears throat> That was made on a budget of 3500 bucks, And you can definitely tell.
1: Small ass budget. Faye, Faye you, you've, you've seen, you've seen my, my first movie ever. You've seen, you, you watched Running with Fear, the one yes. that I directed. Yes. Okay. Do, do you know how much money I made that movie for? No idea. $4,000. So, right around Thanksgiving budget.
2: Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, your films yeah. look better than Thanksgiving. Yes, yes, it did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, when did Killing* come out? Uh, 2008 is when Killing* was released. Um, did you know that they did a, a sequel to this movie called *Things Killing 3?
1: Yes, did you know that there was a sequel called Thanksgiving 2 in outer space? <laughs> right, that, that's the premise of Killing 3, is they're trying to find Killing 2.
2: 'Cause it, it was never an actual movie that was released. So that's why the sequel to Things Killing is Things Killing three. About them trying to find things. Anyways, I watched the movie and it's the biggest piece of shit. I hated that movie so bad. I had to so try I didn't watch it. It's I free on YouTube,
1: but I have not watched it.
2: It needs to be free on YouTube. It had a massive Kickstarter. Like it ended up having to have a budget of it says here hundred and twelve thousand two hundred and forty eight dollars that they made on Holy Kickstarter Starter. for this movie. And boy, I bet people are pissed after they donated to that fucking piece of shit. Cause that that wow. makes First Things Killing look like fucking Citizen Kane. It really does. They added more puppets to this sequel and shit like that. It was awful. Citizens Kane. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, Thanks Killing. It's a basic premise. Uh, it's an evil turkey running around killing people during Thanksgiving break, running killing some college kids. Literally, the very first thing you see in this movie is a big old pair of tits. Which is a great way yep. to kick off a movie. You which know exactly a pilgrim what too. <laughs> Yeah, a pilgrim of massive tits. And her tits is just hanging out. She's She's got her clothes on, but for some reason, it's just, they're tits.
1: I mean, b- before we get fucking started, I, I got a question for you. Got, yeah. do you. Do you think that when Jordan Downey created this movie, do you think that he went into it thinking that it was going to be what it was? Or do you think like it was all... Do you think it was intentional, or do you think it was not intentional? It seems like, because I mean, just like watching
2: it, it seems like that he just got together with a group of friends, and they wanted to make a movie. And they got this small budget to do it, and they created something. They slapped Thanksgiving on it, and then it just kind of caught fire because I think it landed on a streaming service like Netflix when it first started doing streaming. And So, yeah, I I don't think, I mean, obviously, he didn't take it seriously at all. And I don't think you've seen it coming as a cult following that it has, or even to have a sequel like you did with the huge Kickstarter
1: fucking campaign that it had. My, my interpretation of, of this, and it's only because there's a couple filmmakers that I know who are, are pretty prolific in like the independent, like horror scene. And like, they have a really big following for making movies like this, like this exact style. But like, I don't know if it's oh, fucking delusion or what, but like they, they believe that because their movies are horrible, okay. they don't think they're horrible.
2: Okay, so I see why you asked me that question. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure the dude that did Things Killing, he didn't think it was going to be a good movie or tr- wanted it to be a good movie. He just had fun with his friends. would be my
1: interpretation of this movie. I Looking at his IMDb, I mean, you know, he's he's done a couple things after things ki- after things killing, but not I mean, not a ton. But I I think that he went into this. Think it's just my opinion. I think he went into it thinking that he was making a good movie. <laughs> <You> think so. <laughs> even, I do. Even with that fake ass turkey puppet, and I mean, I I I, I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like he thought it was gonna be like like the next fucking slasher. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's <laughs> gonna be this fucking turkey. Um, I don't know, man. I just uh, Daryl Hook probably fucking jerks off to this movie every, every <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving, but I yeah. I don't know, man. I I think he went into it thinking that he was like making some fucking gold. I mean, sure enough, he did in a way, if you think about it. But I mean, I don't know. It was nope. fucking ridiculous. <laughs> we, we got we got to talk about the cast a little bit, though. Like,
2: if you think about it, our love child is in this movie, Farmer. <laughs> it's oh, that, yeah. that redneck fuck <laughs> that ripped <laughs> off his shirt the first time you see him, all excited
1: for Thanksgiving. It is it Johnny? Kids. No, Johnny, no, it's uh, what was his name? Uh, fuck. was it Billy? I can't remember. It yeah, it was weird. Billy
2: because his nerdy friend is crying so bad over when he dies, <laughs> Taryn. I, I I love the over the top characters in this movie, like him and the nerd that's constantly like wiping his mouth and being creepy as fuck, and the over the top jock that you know he's got the the hot chick that's dumb as fuck on him, and then he gets with the cute nerdy chick, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, did you uh, did you did you know about the 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 naked pilgrim? Did you know about her? She has an awesome film, uh, filmography. Did you know about that? Mm-mm. Okay, um, so her name is Wanda Lust. Uh, she played the naked pilgrim. She was awesome when Things Killing 3 is the naked astronaut. <laughs> um, but um, I'm pretty sure like one of these movies she was in was nominated for an Oscar, I think. Um, I'll read off a couple of these titles. Um, Cock Smoking Grannies. Um, <laughs> older Women, Younger Men, 11. Um, Dirty <laughs> Jokes, the movie. Lesbian Milf 2. Um, Milf Does a Body Good. Two. Um, and then she was an the- uh, hello. was that last one with this cat? Uh the last one. <laughs> hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh the last one was a kick-ass chick 75, big booby milfs. <laughs> God. So yeah, academy awardy <laughs> type shit. What's yeah, that? yeah. Gobble gobble motherfucker. Yeah. No, it uh yeah. <laughs> Whew. What's that
2: award show for the adult films? I can't remember. I don't so know. Like, the yeah, they have a major one every year though. And they like all get into their best dress and go in this fucking convention area and just hand out awards of like Oscar with a boner or something like that. I don't know. And like people crying like, Oh my god, I can't believe I won an award for this film that I did that where you know, she takes like two dicks and shit. But Two yeah, gigs, one. yeah, it's crazy the porn industry that how they take themselves that seriously, too. to where they have to have an award show.
1: Yeah, but no, I wouldn't be surprised if, 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 like, if that kid Jordan Downey who created Killing if like, if he had 3500 or someone came to him, and was like, hey, here's 3500 bucks, like, make, make a feature. And he was like, fuck it, I've only made short films at this point, so I'm just going to make my feature no matter what. Like, I know it's going to be shit for this budget, but whatever, I'm going to make something. Right. And I'm, I bet that was what it was. I thought it was. I'll get into my review later, but yeah, good. Carry on, Faye. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's rent time. It's only an hour and six minutes, I think, too.
2: So, um, 70 you know, minutes, I yeah. I, I reckon. <laughs> Since it's not that long, everybody should watch it whether you agree with one of us or the other, because I have a
1: feeling we're going to have different opinions. <laughs> Buy the movie first, but if you want to be a scumbag and watch it for free on YouTube, do that. But I would suggest buying the movie first. Always support an independent filmmaker.
2: It's streaming on Amazon Prime. Oh. Is it? Nice. All right. Well, it's for free on YouTube. Not that I would know. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. How how funny though was the turkey? He had some great one lines in this. Like obviously that's even on the front of a gobble gobble motherfucker. I uh, love that the turkey fucked the girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. He's stuffing the girl, yeah. 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 He he just bang it, was an Alley? Yeah, he's just banging alley. I loved it. It was great. <laughs> She was loving it too.
2: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Another thing I call everybody
2: oh. retarded. I, I'm one of my favorite things is him killing the dad and then wearing the dad's face, and then the kids can't even tell the difference between the dad and the turkey <laughs> wearing the dad's face. Oh my god, it's fucking classic. Or when he's just sitting there with the dad at the table drinking his tea and shit like that. I mean, it was it was funny. I found that fucking hilarious. And i can't really think of any of the one lines i should have wrote them down but yeah he has a lot of good one-liners whoever does the voice of the turkey I, he's he's got a good solid voice and it, it was funny it wasn't funny at all in things killing three but <laughs> oh man i lost my train of thought because now, now i just see that fucking turkey wearing the dad's face oh man oh uh i, I really did like the music. That weird, like you can tell somebody made it on their Windows Movie Maker fucking type beat that they had at the beginnings, like a, like a hardcore rap beat during the credits and shit like that. I don't know uh, why, but I really like that theme. <laughs> and I tried to find it on like Spotify and shit. I can't find
1: it. I can only watch it on YouTube. <laughs> I just, I can't get over the turkeys, the dad were in the dad's face. <laughs> like, look at me. I'm a leather face. <laughs> I fucking love that fucking thing. Oh my God. Oh and then
2: I loved how we think it's all over and the first reaction to the survivors is you know not call the cops or anything like that their first reaction is to go watch a movie like oh the turkey's dead <laughs> oh yeah about know that friends and family are all dead and shit like that oh the turkey's dead now let's go watch a movie
1: <laughs> yeah then they then they went to go watch the night of the living dead you know why they watched that because it was fucking royalty free and they could use the movie for free that's why yeah that's why so movie. many movies
2: use night of the living dead cuz yeah it's there was no copyright on it Uh, But then, yeah, of course, the turkey came back as like a toxic turkey. And I was excited for the sequel because I did like this movie, but the sequel was fucking awful. I'm glad there's no more plans for anything. even though they did do a uh, Thanksgiving the musical at some places around the country. That was somewhat successful from what I understand, Mm. which is fucking weird. I think it was Seattle where they fucking had it. Yeah, a musical adaptation of the film titled *Things Killing the Musical* premiered in Seattle in 2013, with additional showings at the 2017 Orlando International Friends Theater Festival. So you know it's a good movie when it spawns a musical.
1: <laughs> I, would, I, would, I think I want to see this fucking uh, this <laughs> fucking musical. No, I do too. I'm gonna have to look for it like on YouTube
2: or something. Or if anybody has a link to it for me to watch this musical, send it to us. I want to see it. Sweet well, okay, since, since you're uh, clamming to talk about the movie, I'll do I'll do my rating first. And then we'll let you go on your tangent. Because I can tell you got some built-up stuff to say about things killing. Be my yes, Ray. Go ahead. So, I mean, I've pretty much already said everything that I, that I wanted to say about this movie. I, I like the music. I like the group of people. Terrible actors, and I know in past episodes I talk shit about these kind of movies where they're just awful, awful acting, awful budget. I'm more of a bigger budget kind of person myself, but I don't know. There's something about this fucking turkey that was cracking me up, and I'm gonna give this one also a seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I enjoy the fuck out of it. <laughs> All right, farmer, your turn podcast listeners lend me your ears thanks killing came out in 2008 for a budget of 3500 dollars before this this director only did like a couple short films before creating this feature as a fellow fema- uh, filmmaker myself obviously when it's a low budget like how it is for me i you always just have to you know because they put their fucking heart and soul into this movie um Jordan, I would like to ask you, what in the fuck possessed you to make Thanksgiving? Did you watch Eli Roth's fucking Grindhouse, the Thanksgiving fucking short side? Ooh, I'm going to make my own fucking thing, and I'm going to make it so fucking ridiculous that it's going to be a cult hit, because let me tell you, my man, let me tell you, I wanted to hate this fucking movie. I wanted to hate you as a filmmaker, but that turkey is the best fucking character you have (laughs) that turkey made this fucking movie oh this movie the awful fucking one-liners you got the turkey wearing someone else's fucking face he's banging chicks i mean how can you not like the turkey (laughs) the movie the movie aside from this turkey is a a big pile of shit like it's fucking terrible 3500 bucks where did that bunch of go up your fucking nose my god (laughs) i (sighs) i This I've I've you know I, I give I give you fucking props. You made a fucking movie, and that's the hardest fucking thing to finish a movie. And you finished it, and then you fucking got like a bazillion times more of the budget on uh, Thanks Killing three, which I give you props for. But Thanks Killing is not a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> it but is you not did a like good the movie. turkey, but you did like the turkey. The the turkey was phenomenal. The the, the, the turkey was great the target so, was the like the most redeemable factor about this movie the fucking kills were awful you know the special effects was awful the acting was fucking horrendous and Johnny looked like he was like three times all the other guys fucking age
2: you mean he didn't cry um, when a dude died and then they had that big like music video of him being all sad and then reminiscing about their time oh the montage of them shit. holding
1: hands and running through the <laughs> fucking field and like putting ice cream on each other's faces <laughs> <laughs> yeah with that awful i mean spark. that is me and you Faye. but i mean no 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 i didn't cry i was i was more like what the fuck i i, I would like to bring jordan down on the show so if anybody knows jordan uh, um because i enjoy some of his other work but thanks killing um i if, if it was something you know just to, obviously when you're a, a star and i a filmmaker you try to do horror first that way you can get that... Maybe get a cult hit out there, get something really good, and then branch off and do the shit you want to do. So I'd like to know if this was just a fucking... Just, you know, a cra- like a cash grab to get your shit like started. I would like to know. The people want to know. I want to know. So uh, you- mainly because I want to steal your formula. But I, anyway, I just want to know. <laughs> so <laughs> so you so rated Killing* a 7? Is that what yeah. you gave Killing*? Yeah, and I have a feeling the turkey saved it from the dumpster,
2: huh? It did, because this movie gets a 3 a 3 turkey was good enough to give three
1: the the turkey in his one liners was good enough to get a 3 That's... and it's, and
2: it's got you enough to where you want to ask questions about this movie now you want to talk to the director and be like what the fuck what were you thinking so it, yes yeah it got your yeah. attention enough too to where you, you now you
1: have questions <laughs> because i mean listen wh- wh- what year did this movie come out 08 09 08, okay. 08. so i mean clearly this was not shot on some fucking big budget camera right so i mean they they had 3500 bucks. I would imagine that they probably spent like they overpaid to get the turkey made. I can, I can almost guarantee that. <laughs> the the sound design and like the editing and the camera work, I mean it was all I like I could have done it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I agree with you now. Yeah. Um I'm curious I'm curious as to like where that 3500 went. That's another question I would like to ask. Is Where did your budget go? <laughs> 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 I'd also like to know how many days they shot this movie in. Right. Um I I'll agree with everything he that, pretty much said. I agree with everything pretty much that said, but
2: I mean, I don't know. There was there was more to it for me than that. And I, enj- I actually enjoyed the shitty characters
1: and, and them deciding to watch a movie instead of fucking call 911 and shit. It was the kid's first feature, and I appreciate the fact that he made a feature. And then he finished it, and he put it out there, and he said, fuck you, here's my movie. So for that, total respect. But and it caught fire, so you got to respect that, too. It did, absolutely. I want to steal his formula, but still, I, <laughs> I agree with what he did. But I I just have questions as to how this whole, what's what is the fucking origin like? Can I find a director's commentary for Thanks Killing? I'd like I'd like to know. <laughs>
2: hmm. We'll have to look for that.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, I rate this movie a solid three.
2: All right, a three—that's actually better than I expected. Thank you, Turkey, yeah. for saving it from the dumpster. <laughs> gobble
1: gobble, motherfucker.
2: Gobble gobble, motherfucker. And on that note. We're gonna conclude this lovely episode. Let us know what you thought of, of the Faye and Farmer special. Uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Let us know what you thought of the movies. Let us know what you think of Thanksgiving and if you watched
1: it. Yeah, just you know, just let us know what you thought about everything. And uh, coming next will be Faye and I's boy band and our studio album back to back. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: so when i had talked to you uh you had two of your albums out uh they're at the table you had life death rebirth and then the change mm-hmm. so is it is the change like essentially like you guys finally like that this is it this is us or
0: yeah i would say so i mean it took us about a year to just write all the songs and compile i had a phone call that tried to come in give me one second sorry about that i had a phone call that tried to come in but um we did do a lot of pre-production on it and we knew that it was going to be our debut first record so we wanted to make sure that it was something really um you know that would represent us the best possible way you know our band is all about like positivity you know uh creating your own kind of universe you know and like overcoming the obstacles that life tends to throw at us and you know we, we wanted that to be a major focus for um, for the listeners that are coming in and meeting us for the first time. You know what I mean?
3: But, um, yeah, so before we go any further, we want to welcome our listeners. Um, this is, I guess, what we'll call our music edition episode. You're actually our first musical guest on the show. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so we, we are joined with Vincent Torres of Awake at Last. Uh, you can see him okay. right now on the Octane Accelerator Tour. Um, very cool tour, I will say. You guys kicked it off in my city, the first show. I know Faye was very disappointed. Hell yeah.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, you got did you not you didn't get a chance to make it out there?
3: He, he no, in
0: from, Kansas. I'm from yeah. Kansas. So. Yeah.
3: Oh, no. So yeah. yeah, seems like anytime you guys are on like any tour big, they just skip right over him and he gets very salty.
2: Yeah, we're right in the middle of the country, y'all have to at least drive through us, you can stop and-
0: <laughs> We do end up driving through Kansas a lot though, that's actually kind of funny because we do, we go through there a lot, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of hills and uh, not a lot else over there, man Exactly, long, yeah long stretch.
2: It's it's boring, that's why we hope the bands would stop and play because we have nothing else to do here
0: Right, well maybe I'll uh, when we do a headliner I'll make sure we throw a stop in there, like a small intimate club And we'll give everybody a chance to do something, it'll be fun
2: Hell yeah, that'd be great.
0: That'd be great.
3: So, um, we we were talking about um, Spotify. I go back and listen. It actually had your very first EP album on there, uh, "King of the World."
0: Yeah, that's an older one, man. I, um, I still do like a lot of the songs. They uh, they still they they're a nice reminder of where I used to be to where we are now. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. So, like, one of the tracks I loved was "Let It Out." So can can you like kind of talk about that song? Because it seemed like it was a song about like being accepted for who you are. It seemed like based on the lyrics, but I could be completely off.
0: It actually, you're you're pretty spot on. It's just uh it comes from a slightly different place than just like self acceptance. It was more like um, let it out was sort of like trying to tell the listeners to like be okay with. Who you are, even if there's like a, a dark side to you, you know, like let the night begin. You know, we'll dance with sin. You know, like to mm-hmm. to to remind to just tell people that it's okay to just like let loose every once in a while. But also at the time, I was I was really into writing. Uh, I was writing a lot of short stories, and um, it was also kind of like a short story that was sort of like vampiry that I was working on, and I think that a little bit of those elements kind of bled into that song.
3: Yeah, I was I love the the lines um this is my prophecy, this is my legacy. Like, something about that just kind of, like, stuck.
0: (laughs) It's Well, that's, like, telling you, you know, like, you are in control of your own story. This is, you know, your time to make it whatever you want it to be, you know, and you have to, by not letting, by not expressing or not letting it out, quote-unquote, you're just doing the world a disservice, and you're, you know, you're taking away from... An art that you know even though artists are hard on each other and they don't always think it's good enough it 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 could be the song that changes someone else's life you know so it's sort of like be okay with who you are and then don't be afraid to express it and be it because even if people don't accept you for it then there's not the kind of people that you need in your life anyway you know what i mean the people that will be there like and dig who you are and what you do those are the kind of people you should surround yourself with
2: i really like the album "The change and I love the title track of that album. How did the collaboration with Spencer come about?
0: That was actually uh, pretty interesting. So I went to the Nam show in Los Angeles and I was hanging out with my buddies. And uh, uh, they ended up hanging out with, uh, I believe, Spencer's girlfriend. So I got a chance to meet her. She was cool. We hung out. And, um, and then when I found out she was Spencer's girlfriend, I was like, oh, that's really cool, you know. Well, tell him that I respect what he does and that I dig what he's doing, and then, uh, and then I ended up bumping into him. I think at a show, we got added to a show to open up, and I got a chance to chat with him a little bit. And um, I guess she had like laid the foundation, told him that I was a nice guy, and that you know she met me in California, and that you know that we should talk. So we chatted for a little while, and then um, I, I told him that we were working on an album, and I wanted to do a feature, and. I, I liked his theatrical voice and I like his theatrical ap- approach to music because it, you know, it was, it, you know, in a lot of ways, reminded me a little bit of kind of what we were doing. And um, I asked him if he would do it and he uh, he dug the song. So that was cool. If he, if he didn't dig the song, I don't think he would have done it. All <laughs> well, right. On. I was a uh,
3: my favorite track off the new album was Dead Generation because it, it's very fitting for the way our society is today.
0: Yeah, that one, uh, that one gets a pretty good reaction from the live crowd, too. I think I think that everybody kind of, like, understands it, you know. Um, I wrote that song essentially as a sort of, like, Black Mirrors kind of song, you know. Even when I play it live, I always say, you know, social media has, like, changed everything, you know. It's connected us to everybody, but also in a lot of weird, spiritual, deeper ways, it's disconnected us from everybody. So Dead Generation is about, like, remembering to be present in your own life and not just live in a screen all the time and don't let it rule you. You know what I mean? Like use it for what it's what it's meant to do, but don't let it make you complacent. You know, don't, don't let it be all that you do. So many people just live in their screens now that nobody's even going out to shows, you know, sometimes, you know what I mean? And that generation is kind of like that, you know, like there's still a lot of like life to live. Don't be dead. You know what I mean? Have fun with it. (laughs)
2: So you're from Delaware, correct?
0: I was actually originally born in Austin, Texas, but uh, I was, my parents were in the military and we got stationed in Delaware when I was younger. So imagine growing up a musician that could have grown up in the live music capital of the world, you know, Austin, Texas, but (laughs) being stuck in (laughs) Delaware.
2: I was going to say, what's the music scene like up in Delaware? Dying. Is it? Yeah, well, I and mean, you don't well, hear Delaware I mean, that like, much. There's
0: though. very, very few all ages venues, and I honestly, if I ever get any sort of like real success from this, I think I would open one just to have shows that can bring in bigger acts to Delaware because like the teenagers have nothing to do over there; they're all getting bored and crazy and. You know if you're a cover band you can do really well if you go down to the beaches and stuff like that but there isn't a lot of love for original music although we're starting to kind of revive it a little bit we're like performing cpr on it you know there's some other really great bands that are starting to pop up you know but uh hasn't been you know it, it's been slowly like all the venues that we used to go to when we were younger uh they all shut down at this point it's, it's pretty sad
3: wow so um one of the people on your guys' tour is someone who has headlined numerous shows on their own, um, and now they seem to be hopping band-to-band, band, which there's nothing wrong with. I mean, you got to do what keeps you happy. But like Howard Jones, he he's now with Light the Torch, um, formerly Killswitch Engage. What, what's it like touring with him?
0: Um, He's he's very, very polite and very, very, like, cool. Um, not Not a super big talker, at least not – you know, I, I haven't caught him in a good, like, conversational spot. You know, he's always on the move. He's always got his – uh. a lot of the guys on the tour have AirPods in, so I always feel rude going up to them and being like, hey, what's up, man? Like, how you feeling? And then they're like, oh, I'm on the phone. Like, I'm like, oh, sorry, couldn't tell with your ninja AirPods. You know, but um, <laughs> he, uh, he's cool because he's still got it, man. That dude's voice is incredible. And he gets up there, and um, he, he like, doesn't even have to, like – he doesn't even, like, have to try so hard. He just – effortlessly just has the most epic voice ever and he just gets up there and he just slays it man it's awesome Howard, howard's one of my big like i looked up to him a lot when i was younger it was one of the first bands i saw live when i was like oh i want to be in a band you know so i haven't had a chance to have that conversation with him yet but by the end of the tour i think i will
2: see i like the energy of unattainable myself that's probably my favorite track of the after
0: the change that that song's become like a theme song for me I just got out of a pretty serious relationship a while ago, you know. But uh, I think that a lot of people are dealing with that, you know. Like I said, social media is making it difficult to connect to anybody. You know, what I mean, it's hard to find somebody who's not got five to ten people also talking to them. You know, what I mean, everyone's barking up everyone's tree. So exactly, yeah. you know, unobtainable is sort of about like, you know, taking care of you first. You know, like put put love into your own vessel, and then you know, when you love yourself and you know what you want and you know what you know what what you're worth then you can like overflow that love into others rather than you know trying to find somebody to like complete you in some weird codependent way you know what i mean right right that's awesome that one's also got that cool like fast-paced like rock jam vibe to it so i always like i always like have fun performing that one lot because it's a lot of like punching you know punching movements and like a lot of cool like headbanging moments in there. It's it's a, it's a fun one to play. I was going to say, do, um, do you, nice you have lessons. a favorite
2: track to play live? Or?
0: Uh, my favorite track to play live is actually one we haven't been doing much on this tour because we only got a certain amount of time slots. But uh, I really love the song Fallen Stars. It's the last song on the album. I think okay. that it it's the most direct song where I'm trying to talk to the fan base. You know, there, there's a line in there I really like that we end the song on. And it's uh, sometimes we hurt. Sometimes we break, but it's times like these we learn to create. Everyone fails. It's part of the plan. You have to fall to get up again. So as far as being a band that's about positivity and working through obstacles and and the, the, the challenges that, you know, not just the music industry, but any job or any sort of lifestyle gives you i feel like that song is a big rallying cry for the for those who like struggle with that a little bit you know what i mean so that's one of my favorites i know when we do a headliner run we'll be ending with that one and we'll be beginning with the uh rebirth and welcome to life uh duo that i have in the beginning of the record so it'll actually play out kind of like the storyline so i'm kind of excited for that that'll be next year though
2: oh yeah there are plans to do a headliner then what was that so there are plans to do a headliner tour
0: yeah, we've already been looking at some dates and uh, getting some holds for, for January of next year, but um, I don't have enough information to know for sure if I could, like, let you guys know where I'm going to be yet. That's, that's all still being emailed and being planned and et cetera, et cetera.
3: Right well, I was like, when you do know, you let us know. And oh, yeah. I, I will if I definitely if be can, at the I'll show. try
0: to work in a Kansas state, man. We'll try to get over there.
2: <laughs> yes, please. I'm near the Wichita area, so...
0: There you go, Wichita, yeah. Kansas.
3: Yep.
0: Oh yeah. That was
3: you know I will be there
0: for sure. Awesome, dude.
3: So, no matter what venue you play at, this city, it's always a fun time.
0: Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I'm into that. I, I, uh, I love you know I love meeting the people, and uh, that's been probably the coolest experience of all. Of this is like. You know, it's a it's a big platform. There are lots of people at these shows, and um, it's been really really awesome getting to talk to them. You know, hear their stories. I, I think because we're the opening band too, we're we're like we we float around a lot. You know, a lot of the other guys like stay in their vans or stay in their green rooms, but we're like out there like with the people hanging out and out and like you know try because you know music's about connection. You know, and I I'm I'm on this huge tour. It's a it's a big part of you know. What I want to do with the rest of my life, and uh, you know, I'm I'm just you know absorbing all of it that I possibly can. You know, being being present. You know, we've been doing poster signings and pictures every night. We're always out there hanging out. You know, what I mean, with the, with the uh, even with the general admission homies. You know, we're just like out there kicking it with everybody because you know we're trying to, you know we were we're trying to grow this band and and meet these fans and sometimes you know if i was when i was younger if a band member like came out and talked to me like it was pretty much my favorite band for a little while you know what i mean like so i'm trying to be that for these other you know kids that are coming out to these shows because you know you know they're all there for for the experience and uh i do find it funny because uh you know ice nine kills is so horror and so like murder and slayer and And you know Uh this and that, and we're like out there, like chase your dreams, guys. Overcome the (laughs) obstacles. You know, like we're like the beam of light that like opens up the show. Like, hey, guys, like here we are, (laughs) and then it's like (laughs) right to the metal. (laughs) Like, okay, we're our job's done, guys.
3: (laughs) It's all about our positivity.
0: (laughs) All about it, man. But you know, opening up a show is an important role to play, though. You know, I mean, if I if I can't get them to clap their hands or like headbang along or get into it, then like. You know, the rest of the show might struggle with that a little bit so uh, I, I've been enjoying it
3: so who else has been like your um biggest influences so you, you talked about Howard um, has there been anyone else that you know growing up you're like I want to be that guy
0: um I'm not gonna lie I'm a big fan of uh I, I really when I was younger I was really into some of the Panic at the Disco stuff and I really like some of the like crazy stuff that Brendan Urie's been up to with Panic at the Disco recently. The newer records okay, but you know Death of a Bachelor I was I was into. So he's one of my favorites. I like I like the big band vibe that he brings to the table. You know, it's, it's like kind of cool. Um, but some of my favorite bands I'm really into Coheed and Cambria. I like their uh, mm-hmm. their storytelling kind of like way of doing their records and stuff. And um, I'm really into uh, Muse, the band Muse. I freaking yeah. love the band Muse. Mm-hmm. Like when that singer goes, it's like three dudes and they just make so much noise. And then when that singer sits down at the piano, it's just like the most epic thing ever. So big Muse fan. Um, who else do I like? Who Who else is like kind of influenced? I'm really into musical theater. Uh, I was really into like, uh, I, I was in Phantom of the Opera when I was in school and stuff. I uh, I love those like theatrical elements and the storytelling elements i love things that are chronological um i like tim burton uh or danny elfman i should say but tim you know he does all the music for tim burton's films danny elfman as a composer is a big influence of mine i love the bells and the oohs and the ahs and the kind of the halloween vibe that they do to everything you know i mean i really really enjoy that um who else is some really good bands that i'm into really into Avenged Sevenfold when I was younger that was one of my first like big bands I really liked Um My Chemical Romance and The U's were my first concert it was at the Taste of Chaos tour where Howard Jones was with Killswitch at the time so mm-hmm. I loved yeah. those two a lot you know that I was definitely a part of that MySpace era you know what I mean
3: yeah I was a lot of bands actually still use MySpace it's amazing
0: <laughs> I mean we we still had one even Awake your Lads has one but I mean anything we've done on it has gotten such minimal results that i just i don't know if we've just i don't know if we've figured out the algorithm or whatever it is but primarily what we're what we do a lot of instagram facebook uh and uh twitter twitter's our biggest thing uh something about that kids just get into it you know just food for thought little little posts here and there yeah but um I'm, I miss the MySpace era because I remember just going to shows and everybody would be there just because it was a show. You know what I mean? I always loved that. But then something happened. I want to say around like 2008, 2009, something just like crashed the whole thing. I don't know what it was really. I don't know. It was Facebook. Guess we all got older.
3: <laughs>
0: Facebook well, came like- out. You know, Facebook like yeah. changed the game.
3: I you was know? You know, and now everyone's like, man, I miss MySpace. We get that like, have music play on our page and everything, and now we don't have anything with Facebook.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, sounds I like mean, we would
2: have been homies, homies good, back in back in those days.
0: Market. What was
2: that? Oh, I was saying it sounds like we would have been homies back in, back in the MySpace days. Oh, yeah. Probably. <laughs> <Heck>
0: yeah, <laughs> I like I, a lot I of those like A lot of the guys, especially like dudes like us that are, like, you know, for instance, you guys are doing the streaming thing, which I am actually really into. It's something I want to get into, so – even following this stream i may like message you guys and ask you a couple things on how it works and how what kind of programs maybe i should look into because i wanted to get into it because i'm a big like nerd right like i love like video games and i love like dungeons and dragons and role-playing games and i want to like do something with that i think it would be a lot of fun but um but uh i think a lot of the guys that were there for that era like as we progress through and continue to just like persevere all the ups and downs you know it's cool when you like meet people on those frequencies that were like kinda there in that same era when, you know, back in the day. So mm-hmm. I, I dig it. It's a good vibe, man.
2: Well I gotta ask since so we're the outside is a horror. Do you have a favorite horror movie?
0: Um, I actually yeah, I really like uh the like ghost movies, man. I, I, I never got into the the slasher. <laughs> I was re- I like the grudge, man. I know that not a lot of people like that one, but that <laughs> one actually spooked me out, man. Like I think that they, had, they did a good job with, like, like the creepy factor of it, I guess. It's just a little bit more. And ghosts always scared me more than, like, uh, the slasher stuff did. And, um, you know, so the garage, you know, like, even the girl, like, hides under her blanket, which is, like, a, a place you always thought was a safe place when you were a kid. But then as soon as she lifts the blanket up, the freaking, like, ghost lady's just, like, there. And she just, like, <laughs> takes them. I, I, I like that one. Um, I like some of the older ones. I like The Shining a lot. I thought The Shining was really, really good back in the day um i was like we're
3: getting ready to review that tonight
0: yeah shining yeah that was, that was just a classic you know you just you can't can't knock that one you know i just loved what they did in that movie uh ready player one when like the, oh, like, yeah. the young kids like went into like the shining world and uh, like mm-hmm. they had to like ex- they experience it and that like weird virtual reality kind of thing i thought that was a really good one um
3: I was, have you seen so, dr like, sleep yet what was that have you seen dr sleep
0: the new no, one? No, I heard it's good. I heard yeah. it's a good one.
3: Yeah. Highly recommend it.
0: Yeah. I heard that. that's a Stephen King vibe, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. That, that'll be cool.
3: Yeah. It's the then, sequel for
0: it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, hopefully I'll get some time to like get to the movies or is it like a Netflix movie or something?
3: No, it just came out into theaters.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. If we get another off day, sometimes we like to go to the movies. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll check that one out. Um, I liked, uh, I liked Darkness Falls when I was younger. Did you guys ever watch Darkness Falls? Mm-hmm. The Ghost Tooth Fairy, dude?
3: Yeah, still was a pretty good movie. back in
0: the day. Um, I'm not a super big horror guy, man. I, uh, I, I've, I watched a few. I like the ghosty stuff more. Like, Lights Out was pretty good. I like the jump scares, you know? I like the, the creepy factor just gets me more. I like the storylines. <laughs> um, yeah. not a film, but I really thought that the Netflix series, um, the house of the hill or haunting of the hill house or whatever Mm i thought that was really well done like and how it like the character development and and the type of haunting that it was how psychological it was like it truly like made you it took you to that place you know what i mean and i uh i really enjoyed that even though it's not like a movie
3: see
2: Faye, now you gotta watch it (laughs) yeah they've been on my ass it's good
0: it's really good
3: no and he also ran his mouth on uh, japanese horror last week too <laughs>
0: oh, you don't like the Japanese horror stuff?
3: <laughs> Not all
2: of it. There's some good ones, but overall, I think it's a little Here, overrated. Say hi. hi, Jeff.
0: <laughs> hi, Jeff. That's my drummer, Jeff. He's saying hello.
3: Hello. hello. <laughs> right on. Sorry
0: about that, homie. Well, string. What else you got?
3: Um. Okay. So, as you can see, we, there's been technical issues tonight. Um.
0: Yeah, super sorry about that, guys. I'm literally in a van in a parking lot in New Orleans right now. So no cool. worries at all. Okay. Yeah, like,
3: we, we have issues all the time. It wouldn't be our yeah, okay, show without okay. them. So, like,
0: it comes with the territory.
3: It, it does. So, like, I remember seeing Dragon Force, like, right at the height of their popularity. They came here for a show, and all the mics just cut out on them mid-performance. Have you ever had any issues like that that, you know— has happened or close to any major
2: technical difficulties during a show? Yeah.
0: Yeah, we've had shows in the past where uh it's like a smaller club and we've got like the full amps in there and all and all the uh, stuff going on and then like while we're playing it would just boom, fuse would blow and the whole show would just get shut down and it would be like, Well, hopefully they'll fix it soon and then they'll like bring it back up and we'll turn down our amps and stuff, you know. Uh, it doesn't happen very often, thankfully, but definitely it's one of those things that happen. Oh, yeah.
2: Have, have you fallen Day over before. yourself
0: on stage? Um, Another thing, I, I have a bad tendency. I really want to get a wireless mic because I have a really bad tendency when I take the mic off of the stand to detach it from the thing. And I'm usually, you know, on my cue, I grab the mic off the stand and it like rips the mic cord out of it. And then I have to like grab it real quick and shuffle it just it doesn't look very rock star when i do that i'm like oh shit you know you gotta like get down and pick it back up and like come in halfway through the line act like nothing happened so um i've been doing i've been taping them lately but that happened to me on even on this tour and i was like oh, damn it <laughs> didn't want to do that <laughs> or uh my guitar players like to step on my mic cable a lot so that happens a lot too like they'll just I'll just get stuck and I can't get the mic over to like the other side of the stage and I'll just like relocate (laughs) to the center again.
2: (laughs) So I've noticed your hairstyle has changed a lot over the years. I was was looking through some old like uh, Google images of of you guys.
0: Did you guys have any other questions or anything? Sorry, I feel like I'm like just talking a lot.
2: No, you're good. I don't think you can hear me. String, go ahead.
3: Hmm? Oh, no, I don't have any questions. All right. Well, we we want to thank you, Vincent. um, For people that haven't, Seen them yet? Find out when they're playing. Go see them. Um, you have your second leg of the tour coming up. Um, once again, Sirius XM Octane Accelerator Tour. Awake at last, light the torch, fit for kings, and the headliner Ice Nine Kills. So, um, come, come hang here. out with
0: me, guys. It'll be awesome.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm saying.
0: Some
3: go say hello really to them, buy their CDs buy t-shirts posters whatever buy their stuff
0: it all helps literally it goes in the gas tank or in our stomachs what is up everybody my name is vincent torres i'm the lead singer of the band awake at last and i am super stoked to be here on the outsiders of horror check them out they're doing all kinds of awesome stuff over here and it's a great time outsider, outside of-